Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we open today with people in the news. General Motors hired a guy named Tony Servone to head up its public relations department. Ironically, Servone was being groomed for that very job over six years ago. But like so many others, he left General Motors just before the bankruptcy, doing stints at American Airlines and Volkswagen. When GM fired its former head of public relations, Selim Bingal, after Mary Barra's testimony to Congress turned into a PR disaster, that opened the door for Servone to return to the job he was destined to have. We also just learned that Scott Monty abruptly left the Ford Motor Company. Scott made something of a name for himself in getting Ford up to speed using social media. No doubt he'll turn up doing something in that very field. And we're sad to report that Sir Jack Brabham has passed away. The Aussie was three-time Formula One champion and is one of the iconic race drivers of the 1960s. He was so revered that he's going to be given an official state funeral in Queensland, Australia. Jack Brabham was 88 years old. Car sharing may be the next big thing in transportation, and now a French billionaire by the name of Vincent Ballor will set up a car sharing program for electric vehicles in Indianapolis. The Ballor Group makes battery packs for EVs, and this is the company's way of promoting them. The program uses an EV designed by Pininfarina called Blue Car and can be rented for as little as $10 an hour. Things should be up and running in the next eight months, and they need around 20,000 subscribers annually to break even. Ford is now taking dealer orders for the all-new Mustang, and now we know what it's going to cost. A fastback equipped with a 3.7-liter V6 will cost $24,425 when it goes on sale this fall. A 2.3-liter EcoBoost and a 5-liter V8 are also available, but no pricing info on them, at least not yet. The 24 Hours of Le Mans is not too far off, and Nissan is giving us a look at how it's gearing up for the race by crashing its Ziad RC race car. Here's some slow-motion video of the carbon fiber tub and nose being run into a barrier to make sure that it meets the FIA's regulation. Although we don't know what speed it's hitting the barrier at, it's still pretty amazing that only such a small portion of the nose is destroyed. And as you might remember, Nissan is using the ZEODRC program as a development platform for its planned LMP1 class debut next year. You know, usually we ignore crackpot internet stories, but since a number of viewers have asked me about this, here we go. The latest crackpot conspiracy theory involves what they're calling channel stuffing. In a nutshell, they're claiming that the world's automakers cannot sell cars due to the global recession, so they're piling them up by the millions parked anywhere the car companies can stuff them. And yet, according to this crackpot conspiracy, automakers keep on building more new cars because they refuse to discount the ones they've already built. There's one hole in this theory. 
If automakers had really stopped selling cars, they would run out of cash so fast it would make your head spin and they would not be able to keep on building more. And besides, if cars were not selling, how come there's so many new car loans? And how come governments all around the world keep on issuing new titles and license plates? How come car dealers keep on selling tens of millions of cars? There are even more points I could make, but why bother? This is not a new urban legend. Someone, maybe even the same person, tried running this up the flagpole several years ago. And in my opinion, it's just their attempt once again to get any kind of media attention. But enough said about that. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Here's one of the great things about the all-around performance of our jeweler tires. Excellent traction. Do you need a ladder? Yes, I do. Okay. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Marshy heard me say how much I like the idea of heated armrests. Heated armrests, eh? Well, I typically wear a coat when it's that cold. Ah, oh, come on, Marshy. Haven't you ever used heated seats? I'll bet you have. And you were probably wearing a coat when you turned on the seat heater. I even turn on the heated steering wheel when I'm wearing gloves because when the seat and steering wheel are at zero degrees, sure is nice to heat them up. Mike heard our report about the new Genesis and says, It is interesting to hear Hyundai equate quality with low production numbers. In a car tooled for mass production, there should really be no variance that allows craftsmanship to affect line production quality. Maybe this would make sense in relation to Rolls-Royce, but not any mass production outfit. Well, actually, there is a quality benefit to running an assembly line slower if it involves the installation of more complicated equipment or simply more equipment. And luxury cars have more equipment with more wires and more fasteners. So running this line slower helps. You know, as a sideline, I've seen some assembly lines in Japan go so fast that workers had to run from one car to the next and didn't even have time to stop and sneeze. Steve Ashley asks a really good question. John, why does it cost money for Chrysler to sign a memorandum of understanding with the UAW? What he's referring to is a $672 million charge that Chrysler took in the first quarter as part of a memorandum of understanding that the company signed with the UAW to get the union to continue supporting what Chrysler calls its world-class manufacturing program. And the reason I say that's a really good question is Chrysler will not say what's in that memorandum of understanding or what all that money is going towards. Supposedly Chrysler will release those details at a future date, but for now, it's not talking. Johnny Ringo 201 wants to know, hey John, I work in New York City and recently spotted a brand new Chevy Impala as a yellow cab. I thought GM was making the old Impala for fleet sales. I was really disturbed by the sight of such a nice vehicle as a cab. Why would anyone want to buy such a premium car when it's being sold as a cab? Well, don't forget, it's up to the individual taxi companies to buy whatever they want in their fleets. So if someone wants a new Impala, that's their decision. You know, even when Mayor Bloomberg tried to mandate the Nissan NV200 as the taxi of tomorrow for New York City, the courts said, no, 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 no. You do not have the authority to mandate them. 
Lachlan Citizen says, It's certainly looking like BMW is shaping up as Tesla's biggest competitor. Perhaps when Elon decides to sell Tesla, BMW would be a better fit as a buyer than Toyota or GM. I doubt it. BMW has sunk billions into its EV program, which uses a completely different battery and car construction approach. And it would cost many billions more to buy Tesla. And the same goes for Toyota and GM. Ever since Tesla stock hit the stratosphere, it pretty much priced itself above what anyone could afford to buy it. Now, if the stock ever crashed, I would look for an automaker that has not invested very heavily in electric cars to be interested. Maybe like Fiat Chrysler. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. And before we go, just a reminder to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insider information in the business. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.